You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello there, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to a special Valentine's Day edition of Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and I'm doing my best to get into that Valentine's Day mood. You know, we got some fan Valentines coming up because it is Fan Friday, but we're going to be starting off this podcast, which you know you can access at any time just by turning to your smart device and saying, Hey Google, hey Siri, why don't you play Locked On Blue Jays for me? And it will do that. It won't do it in that sultry voice that I'm going to stop now because this is not that kind of podcast. But I felt I had to do something for Valentine's Day. So there you go. That's that's my attempt at being sultry <laughs> for now. So, uh, I did put out the call for Blue Jays Valentine's. We will get to them in the second half of the podcast, but we are going to start with what y'all came for, and that's information and analysis on Blue Jays news. And we got a couple pieces of decent information today out of Blue Jays spring training. I'm going to start with the obvious one. I mean, if you watch the Blue Jays offseason it seemed pretty clear that the plan was going to be Randall Gritchick was going to play center field. Today, it was essentially confirmed by Randall Gritchick that he's going to primarily be playing center field. Um, According to Shai Davidi of Sportsnet, his article up on sportsnet.ca, this is primarily to allow Teoscar Hernandez to kind of get comfortable and, and try and keep the momentum he had late in the season when he had like a 973 OPS. And since Gritchuk has played center field before, he didn't play it regularly since 2016 when he was with St. Louis. But he does have a fair bit more experience than Teoscar, so they're going to roll with Gritchuk. And again, it it's not really a surprise if you look at who the Blue Jays have. I mean, I don't think they want to play Anthony Alford every day. I don't think they want to play Derek Fisher every day. So that limits your center field options. And if the priority is getting Teoscar comfortable enough to be that 25 home run, 30 home run hitter that he showed last season, then by uh, process of elimination, that puts Gritchuk in center field. And, and Gritchuk's been good defensively. I mean, he he arguably had the defensive play of the Blue Jays like past two seasons when he robbed George Springer of a home run. I mean, Codebreaker couldn't tell you that was going to happen. Hey, Astros. But that was also done in right field. So it'll be a matter of how comfortable Gritchuk is, I guess. And I, I guess they do feel more comfortable in Blue Jays land letting Gritchuk kind of take that that role while they figure out what they have in Hernandez and what they have in Fisher and Alford. 
And I wouldn't be surprised to see Anthony Alfred spell Gritchick a little bit in the early going, just so they make sure Gritchick is comfortable, because um, he talked about the knee injury he had the last time he tried to play center field regularly, and how he eventually had surgery to clear it up. So... If he plays center field and gets past any kind of mental blocks that could be lingering from that, that'll help the transition a little bit. And, you know, again, as we talked about on this podcast, if the Blue Jays take a look at that outfield and they figure out, oh, Derek Fisher's not working, oh, T. Oscar, you know, isn't hitting as we'd like, there is always the option to just acquire a center fielder and move Gritchick over. It sounded like they were looking at that during the off season, but obviously this isn't the time to really be splurging on some center fielder. That's not really going to give the production that you want or, or try and acquire that center fielder. Although with Tampa Bay picking up Manuel Margot from San Diego, there's a glut of center fielders there. If you can stomach trading within the division. So there are options if this doesn't work out, but Grichuk is penciled into center field, as far as we know, to begin the season at least. One person who's beginning to the season is already in jeopardy is Ryan Barucki, and that's the other big piece of news to come out of Dunedin earlier today. It was reported that Barucki was shut down with tightness in his elbow, and... Haven't we all heard that story before with Ryan Barucki? Whether it's the elbow or the shoulder, it seems to be something with the lefty. Uh, They are being extremely cautious. I mean, it's February. There's no reason to put a guy out there if he's like, yeah, my elbow's a little wonky. So it makes perfect sense to just be like, no, Ryan, you're not going to you're not going to pitch for a little bit. It, it does suck because Barucki does need to, you know, kind of find his momentum really quick. Because after that lost 2019 season, when he had to have the surgery to remove the bone spur in his elbow, he needs to have, like, a solid performance to put him back in the conversation to be a starter in the major leagues. And that's something that was actually talked about in the Davidi article, as well as Scott Mitchell's article on TSN how these continuing injury issues could lead the Blue Jays to believe that Barucki's future is as a reliever. And it's very tempting, given the inaction by the Blue Jays in regards to the bullpen when it comes to left-handers, to try and see if Barucki might be a relief option similar to how Thomas Pannone is being thought of as that relief option for the Blue Jays. The only problem with that is I have less faith in Barucki's ability to be like that kind of wipeout reliever. Barucki's strength as a pitcher is his ability to throw six innings and throw it relatively comfortably with the arsenal of pitches that he has. I'm not sure how well that would translate into being a reliever. Barucki's fastball only tops out at 92, and that was before the injury issues. I mean, we've seen what can happen to a pitcher who undergoes a long layoff like that. It's why Taiwan Walker hasn't gotten a contract yet, because he was a 90, 
to 94 mile an hour fastball before and now he can barely hit 85 and that's not gonna play in modern baseball that's that's essentially a meatball unless you have something that can alter perceptions which again as listeners of the podcast will know it's why brian moran likely won't be pitching with this club unless it's an absolute emergency However, Barucki doesn't have a lot to really play off that fastball from a a shortened time frame. It it can be argued that, you know, if you were to tell Ryan that you're going to be a reliever, so throw all out, throw as hard as you can, it's possible he could get up to 94, 95, maybe. But for someone who's had that many injury problems, I'm not sure the Blue Jays want to take that risk again. They're being so cautious as it is because they want to preserve Ryan Barucki as a starter. Ryan Barucki wants to preserve Ryan Barucki as a starter, too. He said as much in the interview that he's always thought of himself as a starting pitcher. Never thought of himself as a reliever, but he'll do whatever it takes. I just don't think... It's smart to do that. I've said before, I don't consider Barucki a candidate for that fifth slot in the rotation to start the season. I figure the Blue Jays want him to go to Buffalo, build his arm strength back up in an environment that's, you know, further away from the lights and offers a an easier competition to kind of build that confidence up against. That's why I figured it would either be Thornton or uh, Yamaguchi who kind of take that slot. So this doesn't really affect what I thought the Blue Jays were going to do, but it does put the impetus on keeping Ryan Barucki healthy. Because, again, you want to see more than like three innings out of the guy in a season. So I think... Ultimately, this will just confirm he's going to start the season in Buffalo if he doesn't end up starting the season on the IL, which, I mean, we thought it was just going to be a couple starts last year. It turned into a couple months. So it it's within the realm of possibility with Ryan Barucki, but obviously this is something that will be monitored. He shut down for a week, see how he's feeling after that. If there's no pain, they're probably going to move him forward. So something to keep an eye on as an as an ongoing narrative in spring training cuz don't we need those anyway we're going to go with a very shorter narrative we're going to get to your blue jays valentines after this break you are locked on blue jays your daily toronto blue jays podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and we are back Welcome back to the special Valentine's Day edition of Locked On Blue Jays. So, after dispensing with the foreplay of, you know, Ryan Barucki's elbow and Randall Gritchick's center field prowess, we are going to get to those Blue Jays Valentines that I promised. Um, I I will be honest, I, I did not expect a lot, given... How awkward I think it's a little, it is in the Blue Jays culture right now, given, given one player took the concept of self-love way too far. We're going to leave it at that for this episode, but I know, 
And I know, I know there were some of you who had that same feeling because the first response I got was from at gay baseball fan, just with the with the grimacing emoji on there, which again, I totally understand, but we are not talking about that Dollar Tree kind of love here. We're talking about the high class, you know, heartfelt, at, at least Walmart super center kind of love. I don't know. Do Hallmark stores still exist? I don't I don't know if they do or not. Thought I read something they were going out of business. Whatever. There's there's gotta be other other higher class stores, and I'm not really thinking of staples, I guess. Slightly higher class than Walmart. I don't know. This is how long ago. It's how long it's been since I bought like Valentine's. I but we did get a few, and I'm going to start with Irene at Orchid2424, who says, Happy Valentine's Day, AJ, from Northern Ontario. And that's so sweet, Irene. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the Valentine. And yes, of course, I am that kind of woman who would read her own Valentines on the air. Get over it. So... One of the most popular Valentine targets for the Blue Jays was Ken Giles, who Heather M. At the Heather M. I had to make sure the the was in there. Just says nothing too stimulating. But in all seriousness, Heather would walk 500 miles for Giles, which... I very much appreciate the Proclaimers reference. A very underrated band. A lot of these one-hit wonder bands are underrated, but... Got the seal of approval from Selena at Slinky21. He's just saying who wouldn't. I mean... I, I can't really argue from Selena's point of view, so... Ken Giles getting the love on Valentine's Day. And our final Valentine goes out to the guy we discussed first on this podcast. One, Randall Grichuk. And to offer Valentine's Day heartfelt words, we, of course, go to friend of the show, Everything Gritch, at Everything Gritch. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to sell this scratch. So get ready. For Randall, roses are red, violets are blue. You've changed my life. And I just wanted to thank you. I admire your grit, your strength and determination. For me, you're my source of inspiration. Baseball is finally here. Let's make it a great new year. Very well done, everything Gritch. Very proper way to send off this Valentine's Day edition of the program. Just a reminder, if you want to get involved like all those fine people did, like Gritch, Selena, Heather, Gay Baseball Fan, Irene, if you want to get involved, follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there. 
Because Twitter is dumb. Just like buying Valentine's Day candy the day of. Either buy that ahead of time or wait the extra day and just get it on discount. Be smart. Anyway, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Jays. You can also follow it on Instagram and Facebook in case you don't want to use Twitter, which I totally understand. And make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, however you get podcasts. Make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Going to be some exciting times coming up. Uh, we're going to be debuting a new segment next week. Um, very excited about that. I get to I get to show off just how bad of a prognosticator I am, especially when it comes to a certain facet of baseball. But you'll have to tune in Monday for that. And then, of course, we're coming up on episode three hundred, which I mean that's that's crazy but I mean I guess it's not as crazy as 400 or 500 but um, I do have some guests lined up it may not be for the 300th episode proper because that is a fan Friday and I don't want to take away from y'all on on the fan Friday just to celebrate a hollow milestone for myself I mean where's the fun in that Um, but I do have some guests coming up that you will be hearing probably over the rest of February and, and into March. And I'm really excited to talk to these people. Some very familiar names for Blue Jays fans. So I hope y'all are ready to enjoy that. Anyway, until next week, because we are closing it out for the week, closing it out for Valentine's Day. Again, getting ready to buy that discount candy tomorrow. It's it's my lifeblood. So, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. Bye.